Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love talking to creative types about how they do their thing. This week, my guest is my friend Jalen Moore. He is an actor. He's one of the stars of the new History Channel Series 6 about SEAL Team 6. And I've known him for probably eight or nine years, that long. Um, and his wife, Brittany, and it's been so cool to watch him, you know, plugging away, auditioning, hustling, and then getting his first uh, series where he's a regular. So uh, before we get to the interview, though, I want to encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Hensley Dennis. On Instagram, I'm Dennis C. Hensley, and we've got a Dennis Anyone Facebook page that I would love you guys to like. Um, and also DennisAnyone.net is the website. Um, you can see some pictures that go with different um, podcasts. And perhaps for this one, I will post a picture of Jalen at the Mismatch Game, who uh, he took off his shirt to help raise money for the LGBT Center. Uh, somebody in the audience was like, $50 to take off your shirt or whatever. I can't remember the exact amount, but I do remember that it was a fun night at the Mismatch Game and the crowd was delighted. So, um yeah, and also on my website, you can donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me handle the expenses that come up, hosting fees and parking when I go visit somebody in a fancy office, etc. Um, that's about it. All right. Enjoy Jalen Moore. Hey there. I am coming to you from the Sherman Oaks apartment of my good friend Jalen Moore. He's an actor, and he's one of the stars of the History Channel Series 6. Yes. This Navy Navy SEALs uh, drama, <laughs> and it just got renewed for season two. Yes, yes, we are renewed for season two, and instead of eight awesome episodes, we are blessed with ten. So and they're going to be, gonna be t- the two new episodes are going to be lots of shirtlessness. Oh, yeah. They, they, that's, they've that's seen how, my feedback and well, my the, comment the new, forms. The new and improved <laughs> tactics that the, uh, the SEALs use, especially SEAL Team 6, is uh, they, they go in shirtless um, with just their... Rifles and maybe like one grenade, and they and dance. So, is there dancing? Uh, no. Come on, when in, in victory? <laughs> in victory. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's like a Rambo meets like in sync. Now, those are the right. tactics that seem to throw all the terrorists off. Right. So uh, it's you know I, I shouldn't have told you guys that, but pretend you didn't hear. Right. That. Exactly. Now, <laughs> how nerve wracking is it waiting to hear <clears throat> if it's going to come back or not? Do you try not to think about it, or are you like, oh, oh we're supposed to know this week, or what have you heard, or? Like, Dude, it was tough. Uh, a lot of anxiety for all of us because we poured our heart and souls into this show. It was supposed to come out in summer, but then got pushed because of the Olympics, which I'm happy about. Right. Uh, it was supposed to come out in fall, but that got pushed because of um, the election. Right. And so, which I'm happy about again, so we wouldn't lose viewers. So January was the perfect pocket, but because of that, it was almost like a whole year of like. Okay, now now we have to let it air, and now we have to wait and see if right. What am I going to be doing two. with my life? And, exactly, and uh, and most shows normally will announce a pickup if it's doing well after episode three. Right, uh, we didn't get our announcement until after episode six, and I was like, "Come on, history! We know you're going to do it. We've heard the rumors. Just officially announce pull the it. trigger, and, so to speak. Yeah, it's pun intended. Right, uh, and once they did, it was just such a relief, and now. We're so excited and, and so grateful, but now the next level of, I guess, angst is right. the fact that we start, uh, the cast and I will start training with the SEALs in June, uh, mid-June, and then I believe from there we'll start filming in July. So now I'm like, oh man, so you've what got to do from now till then? <laughs> you got a few months to figure things out. Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. shoot in North Carolina? We did the first season. Yeah, what about uh, the season? We don't know yet. There's okay. different locations being discussed right. uh, throughout uh, the state. I don't want to say anything because I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but once we find out, I'll pass along to you, and then you can announce. Now, I've been friends with you for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I watched you get guest star roles and do different things come up in your career. But this is your first series, regular or recurring. Yes. How was it different than what you thought it would be? Because I'm sure as an actor, you're like, I just to get a series would be like everything, right? Yes. Uh, well, that there's um, there's many answers for that question. Yeah. To be honest, uh, there's how it changed my life. Answer which, right, which we can get into. We love that answer. Secondary. Okay. Um, first, I'll say how I guess on the other side in regards to guess our recurring series. You know, so yeah, because I don't I know was, all those categories, but <clears throat> you're on every every week. So yeah, yes. Um, I so 
Uh, first off, it, you're going to get this exclusive now because I haven't announced this yet. Um, and only for you, I'll say it. Because I was going to say for Jimmy Fallon, but instead I was like, you know what? I'm going to give the Dennis Hensley yes, first. Yes, he needs the boost. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this role, the reason why I am billed as uh, top of show guest star recurring, which right. means at the top of the show, after they announce the series regulars, then you'll see my name. Right. Um, myself and... Uh, I've, I know because I freeze frame on it a few times and just oh, point to anyone you. in the living room that happens to be there. Like, There's Jalen. That's my friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened was the show was already cast. And there was one more audition that slipped through, or that came through, uh, for a recurring role for the Seal uh, Buckley. And uh, by the powers that be, my agent somehow, someway got me in for that. And I knew that I wasn't right for it. Because yeah, because were... I know Buckley, and I'm like, really? They wanted to see you for Buckley? Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I think I was the token throw-in, to be honest. Sure. Um, Buckley was the blue-eyed, good-looking athletic Texas boy. Right, but he's got that southern that thing southern going charm on. And, yeah. And I knew... I think his name is like Jefferson Davis. Buckley, <laughs> it's like, it's like, Bogart. It's Beauregard. Bo- like, Buckley. Yeah. Yeah, played by the amazing Donnie Boaz, which uh, I'm happy he got because I, I, I can't compete with that for the role of Buckley. He is Buckley. He's amazing and such a great human being. Right. Um, but, uh, so, I knowing that I was, I had the opportunity uh, to be seen by the producers and the creative team of this, what I knew was going to be a hit show, just based on reading the synopsis and the team that was connected, I said, okay, uh, I'm going to take a risk. And I couldn't even get in the room. They wanted me to send in a tape. All right. So I went to my friend's house, um, at home taping. That's a little plug for them. Right. Jamie, Jamie Zwick and Sammy Kolko. Uh, I said, guys, I have a 13 page audition and we are going to make a short film today. So I'm going to have to hire you for about three hours. Short film meaning this isn't your typical audition. I'm going to take risks. I'm going to change over a couple of things. I'm going to speak to my cousin who is a Special Forces Green Beret to, to have him give me any tips right. uh, in the script and, uh, and, and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I took Were you risks. still going for the character of Buckley or were you like, I'm just going to do my own thing? I just made it my own thing. Right. I, I mean, I, I honored the material, obviously. Right. I, you know, but I... But I just, I was like, this is who I am. I can't fake being a good old boy from Texas right. with, you know, six It was such a reach that you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to so, do my own thing. Exactly. And by doing that, a few weeks passed, I heard nothing. Um, and I told Brittany, my wife, who is such my, my champion and the love of my life, uh, she's, uh, she's like, I, t- I told her, I said, see, I, I didn't get it. And she goes, man, you rocked that audition, but, you know, you were right. It's not the right role. Like a day later, I'm in the gym working out, and I get a call from my agent, and she said, Hey, uh, so what are you doing? I'm like, you know, I'm out of breath, and I'm working out. What's up? She said, uh, you remember that role you read for for the show Six, uh, the role of Buckley? And I said, yes, Buckley. Um, what about it? She said, well, you didn't get it. And I'm like, great. So, Brenda, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you could have said, texted me that. Yeah. She said, well, I, got, I received a phone call from the creators of the show, and um, it turns out that they want to create a role for you. Oh my god! And that's amazing. I dropped my cell phone. I'm not kidding. I literally dropped it. There's a crack on it today from that. But you want to uh, keep that crack? Of it's course, good it's a good luck, memory. It's a good small luck crack. crack. It's okay. Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't cut the finger. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "What?" She said, "How would you like to relocate to Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, for about five, six months? Um, you can take the family, obviously, and you start boot camp in a few days with the seals." And I, and I, I was completely speechless. I'm like, "Wait, what's happening? What?" She said, they called me and they want to know your ethnicity, and I told them that your dad's from Afghanistan and that your mother is uh, American, but like of Spanish, you know, Latin descent, and um, and they asked if you were Muslim and this and that, and I said, I don't know, but you can ask him, and they said, well, we think it would be cool to add one more seal to the ensemble cast. Uh, he would be the first Afghani, so the first Afghan Muslim Navy seal on television in history. So it's like I'm making history on history, literally, History Channel. And she's like, I think he'd be honored by that. So the creators of the show pitched it to Harvey Weinstein, obviously, who was producing the show with history. And he was like, yeah, great idea. Um, and uh, and then it filtered down to us. And so it's been an honor. It, it changed my life. I came upstairs in tears, told Brittany uh, something just happened. She's like, what? And I said, Were you down in the role. gym here in your building where I sometimes I work out? I was right here. And, yeah. And I told her, I said, you remember that writer, uh, William Broyles? Goes by Bill Broyles? Yeah. Just that, that, you know, that little writer that wrote Cast Away and Apollo 13, uh, Flags of Our Fathers, Jarhead, uh, just to name a few. And she's like, 
what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just that guy, Bill Broyles, and his son, David Broyles, who's a, who's a veteran himself from, I believe, the Air Force, um, and, uh, and Bruce McKenna, who wrote Band of Brothers, or not wrote, but one of the writers on there, and just a huge team, Alfredo Barrios, Leslie Lincoln Gladder from Homeland. I said, remember all those names? She goes, oh, yeah. I said, well, they all created a role for me. I said, especially Bill and David. It was their decision. They hired me on instinct from what they said and told me in person. And they said, we have to have this guy on the show. So that was the most profound and amazing moment of my career thus far. That's incredible. How long between getting the phone call and you're doing Navy SEAL training? A few days. It was like Literally three, less four, than a like, week. Like four days. Holy smokes. I thought that uh, I was in shape and I was like, crap, now I have to like right, go you... hiking and run this treadmill and be ready. And you just can't, you, there's no way of being ready for it. Uh, so, cause that, that led us into what they created like a little, like a simulation for us of buds. And if you go on YouTube and type in, you know, B U D S basic underwater demolition, uh, seal training, that's six months we had. So we had like two weeks of training, but the first week was like a, a smidgen of what these guys go through in buds. Right. Second week was like mountains and, and live fire training, which, and wearing full kit, which is like 40 pounds and over and. That, that's hard in itself, but it's fun when after you experience the first week. And, uh, and that first week was a lot the of it's in the water training we've ever done in our life. It was land. It was water. It was, you know, 15, 20 mile hikes with 40 pound rucksacks. Eating. They were trying to sort of, they not, wanted to break us. They, they wanted said, to break you. you and so you'd kind of get an idea of the bonding and the, yes, they're like, you, you know, you actors are playing not only the seals, but you're, you're play, you know, you're representing men that I've fought with some of my friends that have died. And not even just SEAL, SEAL Team 6, which they don't refer to it as SEAL Team 6, by the way. That's more of a civilian thing. What do they refer um, to it as? They'll say DevGru or the Command. Okay. Uh, DevGru stands for Development Group. Um, and DevGru is the elite team out of all the SEAL teams. So you have like SEAL Team 1, SEAL Team 2, but SEAL Team 6, a.k.a. DevGru, they answer only to the President of the United States. Wow. They, they became more mainstream when they got the mission to hunt down uh, Osama bin Laden and yeah. get him. And so then the president announced it, like, thank you to SEAL Team 6. And a lot of SEALs weren't happy about that. But, right. He sort of but now, blew their cover. Yeah. They're now it's more people are familiar with what that so is. So if there's SEAL Team 1, SEAL Team 2, SEAL mm. Team 6, there is a – they're not all the same in terms of their yeah. skill level. There's there's a bit of a hierarchy. Yes. What, yeah. What I've been told was, well, all the SEALs are pretty awesome and they're, they're badass. And you could be the – yeah. The most badass warrior on SEAL Team 1. But if you get the letter that says, you know, you've been given the chance to try out for SEAL Team 6. It's the varsity. Yeah, it's like, and it's crazy because you're already awesome and in varsity and doing cool missions on any right. other team, right? You're a SEAL. You made it through BUDS, you're doing that. But to be a part of this team, it's like you get through the ringer again and you're like the freshman again once you get in. Yeah. All over again, no matter how many deployments or, or, or kills, lack of better words, that you may have under your wing. And, uh... And this team gets the, you know, they get the best equipment, the best weapons, the best training, everything first. Uh, and they're, they're equivalent to Delta from, from what I've, from what I've heard. Uh, any SEALs out there that doubt me, I apologize. I'm just, I'm just the actor, uh, passing the information. But, um, I've been told that the two top entities that answer the president is Delta, which is on the army wing and, uh, and SEAL team six. Wow. The Navy. What did you do on that audition tape? Did you create uh, yeah. a new, totally different character? I just, no, I mean, I, I, again, I honor the material, but I just, I just made some risks in a sense where I, ad, I ad-libbed to what I felt was a little more natural to what I would say in the scenario and uh, added some different, different acronyms that are very military that my cousin helped me with. And, uh, and j- j- I, just, I just took the material and made it honest to myself as if I was one of these guys because I really feel for them because of my cousin and because of family members I have in the service. Right. It was very important to me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to honor it completely raw and be me through this material. And as a result, it really paid off. That's so huge. Yeah. Now, yeah, when you were you. training, wh- you. did you ever just feel broken? Did you ever... Oh, yeah. <laughs> was everybody, were people did going I? up? Were they passing out? I think all the above, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> did you throw up? Oh yeah, uh, there were times when we were in the water. I don't remember what time at night, and um, it was this time of year in San Diego. So the water's freezing cold, in the Pacific, right. and the undertow was so strong we would lock arms, and we had to do this thing where we had to pace in the water, turn around, and face the beach where the water was at our waist height, and then sit. And now we're freezing, shivering, 
lay down. We had to lay down as the tide got pulled, and it was like scraping our backs from all the rocks and everything. We were getting pulled back, and then the waves would hit us hard as we stayed underwater to then hear for a scream saying, come up! And then we had to come up and do a sit-up. We're all locking arms. We're holding on to each other so we don't drift away. And I couldn't... It was almost as if we were waterboarding ourselves. Right. I was like... I just got to a point where I couldn't even breathe anymore, and I'm throwing up the water, and we're all like trying to support each other and help each other out, and then we had to come out and do what's called sugar cookies, where you're wrong, which now oh my ruined, God. ruined sugar cookies for me, which I love. Um, <laughs> it's healthier now, don't worry. But uh, we had to roll around in the sand and get completely covered head to toe, and then they would tell us, up, oh, and you know, we kind of warm up by now, right? And then, oh, no, no, you, you need to go rinse off. Then we had to go jump in the ocean again and do drills. Then we had to come back and carry one another. We had a partner what they would call a swim buddy. They would right. assign you for the whole week of training and pull each other through the sand, dead man carries, fireman carries. And, it was, man, I felt bad for my partner. Uh, my swim buddy was Kyle Schmid, who plays Colder. And Kyle is a very strong dude, but he's he's smaller than I am, and I'm 6 feet, 200 pounds. Right. And so I felt bad for him because when we had to do the dead man carries, that's me just acting like I'm completely dead. And allowing my weight to stay in the sand. And he has to hook under my arms and drag me. And I would try to flex the core a little bit and come up to assist him. But those coaches would find it. And they'd be like, you know, fish! You know, fish bait, relax! Like, don't you fucking... You know, I'm like, oh man, sorry coach. And I'm like, sorry Kyle, trying to help you out. Yeah. (laughs) And so, God bless him for putting up with my bad ass. So they were giving you the full Lewis Gossett Jr. Man. Yelling. Did they call you names? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, they got into your head, man. They would get into our head and... <clears throat> call us names and they even got into like where are you from and where's your dad from and how do we know you're not a Muslim terrorist and, and you're going to use what we teach you and because the skills that we have I guess earned right through training now I mean as a civilian as an actor it was a dream job for, for guys who love action like the, the amount of hours on the live fire range with these weapons that nobody but SEALs can touch that was cool man that was such an honor And do you and feel like you're a good shot? Your character is like a good shot, shot, right? That's part of his thing. I take pride in that. Yes, I do. Because I was very focused. I listened. I had no ego. And I learned. And as a result, my my shot is pretty darn good. What's it like to hold that weapon, though? It's... um, That could cause so much... You know what, man? I I, I won't lie. It's empowering. Uh, What's cool about it is... Is it like a machine gun? Oh, yeah. Well, we got to hold a gunner, the, the saw gunner. We got to hold a saw machine gun where we all they all wanted us to feel what that what that's like buckley has that gun right in the series and when you're like like man it's a heavy gun and it's made for carnage uh the other rifle that i had was an hk416 it's like an ar-15 but it's modified for the military right and um it's a beautiful weapon man and like i'm a martial artist so like what i saw in it i found the beauty in it and the art of it of like taking it apart putting it together reloading loading hitting a target I didn't necessarily see it as like, this is a machine to kill human beings, because a lot of people do. I found the love and art in it, and I think that's why, as a result, I became a better shot. Especially when you're wearing like 40 pounds of gear, and you have to keep the gun up. and you know. So it was it was such a cool experience to, uh, to have that type of training, and now we get to do more of it for season two. Did, did it pay off when you were shooting? Like the, not just, I mean, obviously the training, you need to learn how to do that, but mm. the sort of emotional ordeal of it. Did you feel... The bonding, did you feel like, okay, that was all worth it? Oh, yeah. Yes. When So after after Seal Fit, which was hell, right? Um, oh, and there was so much more, by the way. Let me just hold on finish this. They, there was there was a night where we tried to fall asleep, and number one, really couldn't. We were very we were all sleep-deprived, not only from the fear of what was going to happen next, but also they really didn't let us sleep. And just when we were about to fall asleep, <laughs> door kicked in like, hey, get a drink, you know. And I, I was literally pulled off a bunk bed. And then rushed downstairs in, like, shorts and a T-shirt and sprayed down with, like, ice-cold power hose. And we're holding plank position, and they're asking us questions. Who was the president of the United States in 19... You know, who did the... And I can't... Like, I couldn't remember anything. You just went blank. You're not American. How do you not remember this? And, you know, then we had to run a mile from there to the beach with these little, like... It looks like a pillow sack, but it it was meant... Well, it was a canvas bag, which then became... uh, uh, like a kettlebell we had to fill weight in it and became a sandbag and then we had to dip in the water which made it how much percentage is it now heavier and the fact of that is 40% and then we're in the water and then, I mean honestly anything and everything you can imagine when it comes to breaking a human being yeah our poor uh, castmate Edwin uh, Edwin um, Hodge who plays Chase he, he didn't really know how to swim and they threw him in the deep end and we're like 
don't help him. And we're watching him drown. And then right when he's about to drown, literally, they're like, you're just going to stand there and let your teammate drown? And like, what the... So then we jump in and save him. And then they're like, let go of him. And then you're not supposed to say... You know, so it's like, you can't win. It's made and designed to completely strip you down and break you down mentally and physically. And by the end, my right knee swelled up like... It ballooned up like a softball. Because I had two screws in my knee from football back in the day. Wow. And they made a call and they're like, you're done. Like, you're done. We got to take you back. The studio doesn't want liability, blah, 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 whatever. And I said, how many hours are left? And like, it's about, I think it was nine hours left of the whole experience. And I said, well, I'm going to leave my team. Because I'm looking at all these guys and these actors, how we all were strangers in the beginning. And within hours, we're like brothers and holding on to each other for warmth and tears and completely just open to each other. And, and, uh, and so I was like, no, I'm not leaving them. And I looked at all the SEAL coaches and I said, look, my, my knee is shot, but I can, I can hobble. I can do push-ups. I'll sit in the water and freeze. I'll do sit-ups. I'll do whatever I can do. I'll take physically. pictures. I, yeah, I'll, do, I'll just take pictures I'll do the of social notes. media. Oh my God. Can I, guys, I'll just tweet. I'll just, I'll, just, you guys, I'll just tweet about it. You guys do that and just let me tweet. Yeah, uh, I think we that's were, good. We only allowed our cell phones. Otherwise, I that's so that. noble of you, Jalen. So, uh, well, I just, you know, when you go through that hill and back with these guys, you build a bond and I don't want to leave them hanging. I don't yeah. want to be the dude sitting icing my knee in the office. So I toughed it out and finished and, and it was team building and they carried me on certain things and I hobbled and made it and I'm happy that must I have did. been such a feeling of accomplishment when you got through it all. It was, you know, if anything, it was, but I also was pissed. I was, I'm very competitive with myself. I was yeah. very angry at myself. Like, you are you, hard you on to, yourself. I was like, I know why that do you have to you. swell up on me? Why do you have to swell up on me now? Like, we had nine hours left. You know, I'm like talking to myself right. and, so, and the coaches were like, relax, fish. Just go eat some sand. Now, literally. your character's nickname is Fishbait. Yes. I missed why. In episode It was in, in one of the episodes, three, but I can't remember. Yes, in episode three, they mention it quickly. Um, they're going to touch more on it in season two. But in episode three, they, they loosely touched it where I'm walking down the hallway with Chase and Buckley. Right. And, and I make fun of uh, Buckley for giving Chase a hard time. I'm like, ghetto? You're calling him ghetto. That's the best you can do. And right. And he says, sure, sure as hell beats fish bait. And then Chase is like, why do they call you fish bait? And I said, they thought, they, they thought I was an Eskimo when I first got into, uh, right. to Buds. Yeah. And they, you know, thinking from, they thought I was from Alaska and, uh, he goes, you're from Alaska. And I'm like, and I give him this look like, come on, bro. Afghanistan. Yeah. No fish bait's from Afghanistan, but there's more to it than that. But that's kind of the top that's where layer it's stuck. Okay, of they, where, yeah. of where the making fun of, uh, came from. That's yes. not a bad... You could do a lot worse than Fish Bay. That's yeah, not, right? I that's, like Fish Bay, man. I think yeah. it's a cool name. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Now, on a show like this, characters can die yeah. at any moment. Do yes. you like? Do you get the scripts and you're like, please let me not die? Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones, man. No one's safe. <laughs> do um, they tell you that up front? I mean, what, how they, do they talk about that when you yes. sign on to a show like this? I found out later that they told Buckley... Ahead of time, the actor Donnie Boaz. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those of you that haven't I watched. Was, I, I was like, no, this is if not. You're, if you're not caught up, then shame on you. You better catch up. But uh, I know. <laughs> he went show. through all that training. Yeah. And you know, I don't think that... It's funny because nobody really knew. Like, the, the team and the creative team, nobody knew the precious and special bond that would be created between the cast and the whole team after Seal Fit. Like, nobody knew, because you couldn't have... It was the first time that anyone's ever done anything like this. Right. We Even the guys who were on Band of Brothers... Uh, and they Bruce talked McKenna, about it for Saving Private Ryan and yeah, stuff Bruce, like that. Bruce McKenna told me, he's like, they didn't go through stuff you guys did. Yeah. So, so far, apparently, we have the record of being pushed the hardest among actors for any type of military training, yeah. which I'm very proud chew of. Chew on that, Matt Damon. Yeah, chew on that, Matt Damon. Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel. I remember they were always <laughs> talking about... You know, the Saving Private Ryan, what that mm-hmm. was like. And they, they had a standardized boot camp, but from what I was told, it still wasn't... If they had, like, a level six, we were pushed at, like, an 11. Whose decision was it to have you guys do that? Mitchell Hall. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, is Mitchell he one Hall of the producers? Is, or he's yes, a, he's one of the producers. He's also our tech advisor. He, I see. He's an ex-Navy SEAL um, from one of the teams. and uh, Well, from SEAL Team 6, I can say that. And... Um, he had, you know, many, many years. And Mitch said, look, I want this to be as authentic as possible. And I think the actors need to understand what it takes. And the studio's like, don't hurt them. He said, oh, don't worry. And then the minute 
were disconnected from the studio, he's like, look, guys. You guys are so fucked. Dude, you're fucked. Like, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this show's not for pansies. Yeah. And personally, I feel if you don't put yourself through this and handle it and you complain, you shouldn't be here. Right. And so we're all looking at you like, Roger that. That way, if you, you, you know, know, if you have a long day on the set where it's hot and gross, oh, you can just remember, like, you know what? This is compared <laughs> to... Yeah. In Wilmington, by the finale, when we were filming it, it was 110 heat index, humidity. Oh, you, do you have all this gear on? 40 pounds of gear, which became heavier because we were drenched in our own sweat. Right. Uh, some extras were passing out. One of our lead actors with us, Edwin, almost passed out. I think he did, actually, and we, like, slapped his face to wake up. They were giving us... At every 30 minutes, they were giving us uh, half, like three-fourths of a glass filled with nothing but water, lemon squeezed in it, and sea salt. And they made us chug it. It was gross. But we had to because it assisted in keeping us hydrated. Wow. And and when we felt like passing out or giving up, Mitch walked by. He's like, here we go, boys. This is, He's like, look. It's been a tough season, but you know you earn this. This is what this is nothing compared to Steel Pit. He's like, remember, I was in a chemical suit in Baghdad at one point in my career when it was like 140 degrees. How you know? So we're like, yes, Mitch. <laughs> so you are correct, but he is. So you know, and and we we were mentally tough. Nobody complained. Yeah, we we toughed through it. And as a result, I think when you guys see the series, and especially when you see the last half of the series, episodes four through eight, and hit the finale. <sighs> yeah. The finale was directed by Alex Graves, who right on. who directed a lot of Game of Thrones episodes. Cool. Oh man, it's it's my. Favorite I recognize episode. one of the other directors named Kimberly Pierce. Yes, who Boys, did Don't, Boys Cry. Don't Cry. Oh, she's amazing too. Yeah, she's a great director. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel being? Do you feel like you have to represent that you're that you're a Muslim character on this show? Does it come with special pressures or? There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, to be honest, there is um, in a good way. Uh, I think I, it's first of all, it's an honor to play. Like, literally, the first... First of all, okay, to be an Afghan, right, for my father... I know I'm only half, but I was raised in this strong Afghani household. Right. So to be an Afghan in Hollywood, which there's very few of us, to to have a role made for you by this amazing team, and the role is catered loosely towards you, you know, and to, be, to play an Afghan Muslim Navy SEAL and represent America, it's such an honor and there, and there is pressure because I want the writers and I want to make sure that we we show a new view through the POV of a, of a Muslim you know seal that is having to fight and shoot at his own people per se um, while defending the soil that he loves yeah and Fishbait's story you know it's like he, he's grateful to this country and he, he's loyal to his men on the right and on the left of him uh, that represent America and it's it's definitely a lot of turmoil that he goes through that you'll see a little bit through this season, but next season they really want to dive into who Fishbay really is and, and the struggle that he faces. Well, and especially with the results of the election, it's even more loaded. Like, yeah. they, yeah. your character in the next season, or even now as we're watching it, takes on special meaning, different meaning, mm. just because of the state of things in the country and... And yeah. the things that our president is saying and doing, and it does. I'll tell you, man. This uh, this president. I'm not going to get too political on here, but uh, he definitely helped me um, bring up some uh, raw and real emotions through the character, you know. And um, and uh, I think he is making America great again. Actually, to be honest, because I've, I haven't seen so many people come together. <laughs> right. <laughs> so silver lining. Uh, it, I feel like it was a necessary thing that was needed to bring this country together. Um, He's the, uh, he's the alien attack, as I tell my wife. I said, the only way to bring humanity together is to have extraterrestrial, like have aliens attack us. And then all of a sudden, people who are enemies, even if you're in Palestine fighting Israel, they will come together to fight a common enemy, like if we were attacked by aliens. Right. So until that day comes, which I think is needed to bring humanity together so people can stop being ignorant and just see each other as human beings, uh, I think a start is um, our president right now. There you go. Yeah. So, but, but anyway. it'll be interesting to go back because through you, through your character, the yeah. writers have a lot have an opportunity to explore these issues in a way they wouldn't be able to if they didn't have you. So, yeah, it yeah, was really, really cool. a great idea, but it's but it's paying off, and it's wonderful how open and collaborative ways. they are. Like they're really open. And they go, "Hey, Jalen, what do you think of this? You think Fish would do this, or you think he would say this?" And I love it because these writers don't want to offend 
the uh, Muslim community. Right. Uh, they want to educate everybody on the fact that, you know, not every stereotypical, you know, not every Muslim is a, is a terrorist. Yeah. And, and so I really love and respect the team of the show because they're they're really open-minded and they, they allow me to have a lot of creative input on And at on one point you, s- it. you speak another language. Yes, I speak uh, in the series this season. I, Fishbait speaks Pashto and he also speaks Arabic. Pashto is from southern Afghanistan, which I am familiar with because of my family. And uh, Arabic, I've been around too my whole life. So it's it's pretty cool to be Dude, the how, translator. How, um, when you see that in the script, do you like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to bone up on this? Or is, does it come pretty naturally to you based on your experience? Um, when I see it, it's, well, I can automatically get the uh, the sounds. And right. Especially when it's phonetically spelled. But I definitely rehearse and practice with, like, my father or my cousins. Or if it's Arabic with, like, the translator. Because I... I I, I'm always about perfection, so I want to make sure that I, I get it on par and that, you know, any of the people that are, speak Arabic that are watching right. aren't offended. And they're like, oh, man, that's awesome. He spoke, you know, if somebody actually tweeted me the other day, like, do you speak fluent Arabic? And I said, that's awesome that you think that. Thank you, shukran. <laughs> but right. uh, I, I don't. Um, but I, I'm happy to, that you thought Fishbait did. Well, Fishbait does. He's right. fluent. Jalen Moore is not. Right. But, but he fakes it. Is. Yeah. Have you heard from from um, people in the Muslim community about the show, or friends of yours, family members? Have 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 they have you heard anything about people uh, responding to your character in the community? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, amongst just family and, and relatives and things like that. Yeah, uh, a few so far, just a few have, have have tweeted or reached out saying. I think your character is really cool, man. I'm, I'm Muslim too, and I think it's inspiring to see something positive on TV for us instead of you know just these bad guys. And so right. it was cool to really see that uh, amongst my own relatives, though, and, and family, which I have a lot of. Afghans right. are like gremlins. You pour water, we multiply. Right. Uh, it's um, it's been great to hear them, and and they're they're all just so excited. Are your parents super stoked for you? Yes, they are. Yeah, my my dad. I met your he, parents at your yeah, wedding. You know my parents. My dad wouldn't even call me by name now. Now if he calls me, he's like, Fishbait, how are you doing, Salam? And I'm like, <laughs> he calls you by Fishbait? My dad, you know, you could, you, I mean, I am your son. You could call me, you know, hey, son. He's like, no, right. no, no, you're not Fishbait. I'm like, that's great. Perfect. <laughs> I like when you do your dad's accent. He's the were best. they always supportive of you wanting to be an actor? Yeah. Yes, they were always uh, supportive. Um, what well, they were, but also it was like, you know what, can you, that's the wife walking in. Hi, Brittany. Hi. With podcasts uh, that are loosey goosey, you're like very loosey goosey. Um, yes, we are. We are. We are recording. It's all good. It's all right. Don't worry, we're almost done. Um, they, uh, my my mom and dad always supported me to follow my dreams, um, but in the beginning, it was always that's great, but still go to college. Right. Uh, yes, keep doing that, but make sure you go. So to humor them, because I knew that I wasn't going to graduate from college. Right. I uh, I. I Enlisted and enlisted. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> Military talk. See, there you go. I um, I signed up at a junior college, uh, Los Angeles Valley College, and pursued a degree in kinesiology. And I right was going to transfer from there to uh, Cal State Northridge because because I actually genuinely love that, and I do have a training background and personal training and stuff like right that. Right on. Um, but uh, they finally began to see that as the years went by, the success I had, there was just no time for college. And right. I told them, look, finally I had a talk with them. I said, listen, this is my college. Like, being out here in L.A., I said, the money I have to spend. Uh, people don't understand, as actors, man, when you're when you're climbing up the ladder, it's like the money on headshots after headshot, uh, workshops, casting workshops, networking, networking events. Um, it's a hustle. Oh, God. Wardrobe. Like, you're spending – it's like college. It's a college of life. And, yeah. uh I've been out in L.A. for quite some time now, and so for me to finally be on a series like this, it's 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 so worth the time that was put in because of what I've learned and where I've come. And, Did you ever uh, feel like packing payoff. it in? Did you ever have those days where you're like, I think I need to, I, I can't do it anymore? Absolutely. That Emma Stone moment where she's like, <laughs> what if I'm one of those people who always wanted to do it? Man, I... I relate to that moment. I, You and I both, man, I've had that moment many times, and... Uh, I surround myself by a really positive team. Right. Um, by meaning team, I have I have a therapist. I think it's important for everybody to go to therapy. Um, I pray, I meditate. Um, most importantly, uh, alongside of like a therapist and, and, and uh, a 
career coach, an acting coach. You know, Barbara Deutsch has helped me through a lot. That's my career coach. That's how we met, yes. Barbara. Supportive family, but my wife, you know, Brett Logan, she has always been my rock. So when uh, I would have these down times of feeling like giving up, she was the kick in the ass that I needed. Right. And she's like, no, you're not. You've come too far. I'm like, yes, I am. She's like, well, I'm going to let you rant and I'm going to let you complain. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna what does Ryan right Gosling now. say in La La Land? Oh, you're being a baby or yeah, whatever. Be, yeah, she, she, but it was great because she didn't fight me on it. She's like, go ahead. I get it. Say what you got to say. Get it out. And then once I got it out, I'd feel a little better. And, but still, if even if I felt it for a day or two, she's like, yeah. fine, feel it out. And then she would, if depending on how depressed or angry I was, she would <laughs> guide me to either go see your therapist or go see Barbara or I'm going to do this for you and you're going to feel better. And then now you're going to go to, you know, audition or whatever it may be. But she has always been my anchor so yeah. that I, I didn't escape what I thought, you know, Hollywood when I wanted to escape. And I'm, as a right. result, I'm happy I never did because I wouldn't be here with you talking about this amazing show that's life changing. There you go. Yes. What was it like? You shot the first season. You're in Wilmington, North Carolina, whatever. Mm. You come back. The show hasn't aired yet. You're right back in your life. And you're like... Did that even happen? Did I just dream oh, man. that? Is yeah. that? Was that kind of like what it was like? <laughs> I was like, the the boys and I, so, you know, when I say the boys, Barry Sloan, first of all, I just have to announce them because these guys are amazing. Yeah. Barry Sloan, right who plays Bear. He's yummy. Uh, Juan, yeah. He, They're all yummy. They're all yummy. Juan Pablo Raba, who plays Ortiz. Right. And he was Gustavo on Narcos. Right. Um, Edwin Hodge playing Chase. Donnie Boaz is Buckley. And, of course, uh, Kyle Schmidt is Calder. And Walton Goggins is Rip. Right. So the boys, like... We, we all got back at, at some point, like in July, and it really felt like PTSD, man. It was a deep depression, especially, like, I thought I was the only one, and I reached out, and everybody was like, nah, man, I'm feeling it too, because you're on such this high, this dream job. Like, come on, man, I get to go play G.I. Joe. Right. Sorry for you guys that are offended by that. If any SEALs were like, we're not G.I. Joe. Uh, but to go play this, you know, badass SEAL and have the real training... You know, uh, to an extent, not full out training like these guys, but right. But you really got to. We've got some real training, yeah. and and to be this in this camaraderie, and it's such a dude show for dudes, and like, you know, we're there, and it's a phenomenal writer team. It was the perfect storm. Even the crew in Wilmington, it, it literally was a perfect storm. I've never been on a set where everybody put in blood, sweat, and tears, and everybody was so lovely. There right. wasn't one bad seed, man. And so to experience all that, that family, that camaraderie. It was everything home. you always wanted. It was everything you always wanted and more. And like, and the boys were like, you set the bar high now. This is your first series you've booked, right? I'm like, yeah, because I've had guest stars and recurring guest stars on a couple other shows. Right. But I never had a full series and a full run. And they're like, well, you're setting yourself up for failure now because you set the bar so high with right. this. Because a lot of these guys have been on other shows. It's never been like this for them. And uh, so when you get back in July, you're like, what just happened? And as a few weeks passed by and then a few months, I, I felt lost. I felt kind of like sad. We we're anticipating when it's going to come out. I felt depressed. And and people might be listening right now saying, oh, poor you. Like, why do you feel sad? And it's just human emotion, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I was very grateful and, and would thank God every day for this amazing experience. But I couldn't help but, and I would be lying to you if I said I was always going, oh, happy. I hit some depression. Right. Well, you, you don't know, know if it's going to... I didn't know it's going to last. last I never even get a like, season two. I didn't yeah. know anything, and you, you only hope for the best, you know. Right. So, f- come full circle. Now here we are. Now we get a season two, and now it's like here comes the high again. <laughs> now we haven't seen Fishbait's family or anything yet, have Not we? Yet. No, season two yeah. you will. Yeah, it right now you just see Fishbait with the team. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a some of the people we see mission them. coming up in episode seven this Wednesday. Make sure you tune in. Now, um, in some scenes, you guys put away a lot of beer. Yep. What's it like to do those scenes and play drunk? Or who's to say that we weren't really, you know, tipsy, Dennis? I don't know. Uh, I thought that that's what I'm asking. Legally, on record, of course we were drinking apple juice and cider during those scenes, right? Because you'd be unprofessional. Right. If anything else. That would be really horrible. So because we were drinking apple juice and stuff right we had to really act buzzed right or drunken scenes and for those of you that watch the show who think we're doing such a great job just know that we're really wonderful actors right who just drank apple juice right really good apple juice for this yeah 
all I can say. <laughs> now, Walter Goggins is the probably the biggest name in the show. Yes, Walton, um, Walton Goggins. Is amazing. Walton. Um, but you guys aren't in a lot of scenes together because of the way the story's played out. Did you mm-hmm. Did you spend much time with him? Did you get to? I did get to him? know him. Yeah, yeah. we spent time a lot uh, offset. And but there's some in a lot of the flashback scenes. Uh, we're together as a team. So right. I got to work with him, and even in minimal flashback moments, even though if I didn't have any dialogue, this is how generous of an actor Walton Goggins is. He w- we had a scene in a flashback where you'll see in episode three, I believe. Um, where Bear and I are looking at this dead woman who had a back brace on, and it's insinuating in the scene that we shot her thinking it was a, a suicide vest. Right. And the, and the montage is about how Rip is kind of losing it. And um, just for that scene even, Walton grabs me behind the neck, and he, he was notorious for doing this to a lot of us, and he'd be like, how you feeling? How you feeling, Jay? He's like, fish, how you feeling? All right? You know, these, these motherfuckers right there, they, they do this and this and this. And hi, we called him Walton motherfucking Goggins because that was his favorite word, motherfucker. Right. And he's like, KV, he's like, you're the real Muslim. You're here. You're trying to save lives. These motherfuckers are trying to, hey, you know, he'd get in your head. So you'd have this intensity and this raw truth to the moment of what you're about to do when they said action. And he did that for all of us. And he was so wonderful and so generous. He elevated our show and all of us as actors and human beings. And he's now a dear friend. And, and we, we just love him, man. He he's a good very, actor. He's very intense. And he's, and he's sweet, too, because after he would be intense, even to the bad guys, right? Quote-unquote bad guys in the show. The minute they say cut or we're done with the scene, uh, he'd then be like, I'm sorry, brother. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm sorry, brother. I just had to get, you know? So I was yeah. like, wow. You know, for this guy to go so extreme and then bring it back. That's cool. Yes. Have you heard from any real soldiers? Um, oh, that's a computer haywiring in the other room. Close the door. Uh, have I heard from any real soldiers? Yeah, or have, have you heard feedback from other soldiers that watch the show? Or Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry for that glitch, by the way. That's our yeah. computer. It's glitching. Uh, yes, I have like 10 minutes. Okay. All right. Um, we, I've heard from, well, first of all, my cousin and my brother-in-law, who are veterans. Right. Uh, yes, I heard from them and heard from some other people that I don't know that are veterans. And they, a lot of them have told, most of them have said... They love the show. They love how we're portraying these, you know, the, the characters real life, and they love how we're showing the, the hardship from a mission, but also the family life. Yeah. Uh, there were a few that I talked to and that were really honest, saying, like, it's okay. I think you guys are hamming it up a little bit, <laughs> kind of Hollywood. Like, that would never happen, this and that. And I agreed with them. I said, you know what? You are right. I said, but if, if we were to honor it 110%, truthfully down the line and raw of what you guys see and experience nobody would watch they really wouldn't and now you're in documentary land you know yeah. they, you need a little bit you need a little bit of that Hollywood magic to to entice you and bring you in to make a hit show yeah so and when I would explain that to them usually the end result of the conversation was you know what now that I see where you're coming from then yeah I think you guys are doing a great job then because you're you're pushing the line of, of realism the most that you can right and then Surrounding it with story to create a very good show there you for go. audiences. Yeah, um, I know you don't have a lot of time left. You're busy actor, busy actor. I'm sorry, man. I have, yeah, I have, to, I have to head out after this. You popped so, up sorry. in Bad Moms. Was that a fun day on the set? Yes, yes, it was. You were a bartender, right? Yes, or it was. Bar- yeah, I actually. So there's a role played by J.J. Watt, the football player. Right. I got a callback for that role, and I, I got to meet the directors for that role, and they loved me. And from what I understand, I was one of the choices. When it came down to it, but the studio wanted a name, so they went with J.J. Watt, and that happens to us actors uh, all the time. And so, it, you know, it, I was kind of bummed. But I was like, oh, whatever. And then they called and said, "Look, we love him so much. Sorry, J.J. Watt got that role. The studio wanted it. It was their call. But we have this one little cameo role. We would love for you to be a part of it, even though you didn't get that. Do you accept this?" And it was with me, me Lacuna. Yeah, and it was, so it was me playing Steve, the bartender. Right? Yeah. I'm like. But she, like, hits on you, right? She hits on me, yes. And you and you don't go for it. And I'm like, in what planet would that bartender Dude, not I go for me? I should have got... Honestly, I think I should have gotten an Oscar for this. <laughs> yeah. Because, and my wife, it's cool, man. I told her the truth. She was like, no, she's like, I get it. Mila Kunis is hot. If, uh... Oh, I think my, my baby's up. My baby girl. Um, I really think... Uh, I told the directors, I said, you know that this is some hardcore acting. Yeah. Because if Mila Kunis hit on me in a bar... 
Well, again, we're talking about Steve, the single guy, not Jalen, the married man, yeah. FYI, before my wife kills me. Right. Um, if Steve, the bartender, was hit on by Mila Kunis in real life, you better, you bet you, kids or not, he definitely would date yeah. her. Yeah. So I had to really bring in the method. You really had to I had dig to, deep. Ma- I had to dig deep and, yeah. and deny her, and the directors were like, oof, yeah. like Oscar material, dude. Like, where was my Oscar for that, yeah. you know? <laughs> you should. You should have got one. Um, you. You're, you're. You said you're half Spanish, half Afghani. Mm-hmm. Would you? Get, would you get auditions for all kinds of things across the board? Yes. Like, and I what am, were yeah. what were the annoying ones? Did you get a lot of terrorists? I'm known as the ethically ambiguous guy right, right now in Hollywood, which is awesome because I can play anything. They're like, you know, before six hit, I'd go in for auditions. And they're like, yeah. um... We need a guy who's like part Caucasian and Filipino, and my manager's like, "Yeah, Jalen's part Filipino. Get him in there." Yeah, <laughs> because it was cool. I can pull it off. I can be mixed with anything. Um, the funny part is for the quote unquote like terrorist roles. Uh, I've gone out for quite a few for the show Twenty Four and the old one and the new one actually, and some other stuff. And it always came back as we loved him. And his performance was great. He just it's too good looking. <laughs> Like that was the feedback, or he just—you look too nice. Look, you know, You're he just, too he like look like that bad guy, and so look, yeah. I told my my team because like, even you were in Homeland, but you were a good guy, right? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, but they don't realize is uh, that's Hollywood stereotype. You know what I mean? Right. Like anybody who has a bad intention to hurt innocent people can look like anything. I'm very flattered. For example, the you know, the that, bad guy on Six, Dominic Adams, is Dreamy McDreamerson. Dude, he's he's hot. Uh, he, he's a I'm good like, I know guy. he wants to. Yeah, he's, he's British young. too. Really? Oh, we talked with him, an like, accent. Hello, my name is Dominic Adams, and I'm a pretty boy playing. I'm not the bad guy. I'm the antagonist. I'm like, right. you're the bad guy. No, I'm not. I'm the antagonist. I'm I like, love that. He's gonna hear this and be like, you just chopped up my accent, but it's cool because we. I mess with Dom. He's such a good guy, so I All give right. him a hard time. We're gonna burn through some observation deck questions. Okay. Okay. If you could relive de- one day from your childhood, what would it be? The uh, one of the days I was probably getting picked on and beat up by the bullies. I'd go back and punch them all in the throat because back then I didn't know that that was a thing to do. Really? Now you've got, you've got training. Were you bullied? I was, and I, I you know, we're, we're going to do a follow up podcast. So because I would love to share more on that, but yeah, I, I teach self defense workshops to not only men and women but um, teenagers and anti bullying workshops because I, I was bullied big time when I grew up. I what was, was what would they kid. pick on you? You're skinny. I was just a small little kid, man, that didn't want to join a gang. And didn't want to do this, so I had to find a way to be cool with everybody. Yeah, and you like to dance. And I, like I saw to dance, a video of that. And I like boy bands. Yeah. Don't, get, don't hate. <laughs> okay, describe your most unfortunate headshot. Oh, man. Uh, probably the first ones that I took when I went to Chicago at age 18 to pursue acting. Yeah. I think I did one with my shirt off and my arms crossed. And it looked like... I don't know why the photographer made me stand like that, but it looked like I was covering my nipples. Right, like pulling a Janet Jackson Yeah, cover. it was yeah. like a Jalen Janet Jackson moment. And yeah. God, it is so bad, it's great. I love it. <laughs> what song makes you cry? Right now, uh, I listen to a lot of Disney with my daughter. Yeah. She's a toddler and loves Moana, and sometimes we'll blast it, and it, it's, it'll get me to tear up a little bit. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. Yep, How Far I'll Go. What's the most embarrassing CD you have in your collection? A lot of my buddies probably make fun of me when they find my NSYNC and Backstreet Boys yeah. CDs. And O-Town. I like O-Town. Boy bands rock, dude. I like We're coming a back. song called Love Should Be a Crime by O-Town. <laughs> that is a deep cut, but it's really an awesome song. It's a good I'm still more of an NSYNC fan overall, sure. this, but you know. Is yeah. that the best? Uh, what would you like to do in a job that you haven't gotten to do yet? I would like to play a superhero, like in the Marvel world. Yeah. Or DC, but I, I love Marvel. That would be dope. Yeah. Man, that would be so awesome. I could be the Afghani Wolverine. Yes, I will be Logan's cousin. <laughs> I like that. What are you good at that might surprise people? A lot of people don't know that I can sing and dance. There you go. And so I grew up in the arts, so tap, jazz, ballet, hip-hop. You've been to my dancing. hip-hop class with me a few I, times. You tore we, some shit we up. We hip-hopped it out, Dennis. We did. Yes, we did. All right. What kind of feedback do you often get from auditions, job interviews? Because they always call with feedback. Uh you know what? The, the most feedback I get if I don't get the role is we loved him. He's great. He was off book. He was prepared. Loved performance. We're just going a different way. Going a different direction. Yeah. That's usually what it is. And he's too nice to, to be believable. And he's such terrorist. a nice guy. And I'm like, I can be me. Yeah. <laughs> what movie have you seen more than any other? 
Rocky, Rocky Four, Rocky, the whole Rocky collection, but Rocky Four especially. I grew Even more up than just, the original Rocky. Yeah, I grew up just loving the underdog story and yeah. Rocky being the little guy and taking out, taking out the big giant Russian. Right. I think it reflected on me as being bullied and being the kid to go learn boxing and you know protect himself. That's wild. Yeah. Where's the strangest place you've ever been recognized? Ralph's. <laughs> Ralph's grocery store. Literally last week, I'm with my mom and my wife and kid, and this couple comes up to me. They're probably in their 60s, and uh, they're so kind. And this woman's like, excuse me, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, uh, yeah. She said, are, are you the fish? Uh, seal. You're the seal. You're seal, the fish. And I'm like, uh, she's like six. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> so apparently I'm the fish. You're the fish. From six. And I was very flattered and smiling. And they're like, can we have a picture with you? And she said her, her father had served in Vietnam and her brother served and that the show's really touching her. And she even got a little teary eyed. And I was like, wow. I said, thank you so much. And, and I got emotional too. It's, it's an honor to see uh, that our, our mighty little show on the History Channel is, is touching people, man. And your so, parents were there for it? Yeah, my mom was you got, like... You have to love that. Oh, uh, she was like... like oh. My dad My dad had stayed at the apartment, and he's like, oh, I should have came, because he was like relaxing. He's like, I should have walked you to the store. I wanted to see that. Um, so, But it was uh, it was a great, a cool little moment inside That's Ralph's. very cool. Yes. All yeah. right. What did you get picked on for when you were a kid? We sort of talked about that We already. talked about that, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later in detail. All right. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that about you, though. Yeah. How does it change you as an adult? It, uh, in a way, I guess it helped me because I, I just strive to be faster, bigger, stronger, and best at what I can do as a result of being the underdog and picked on as a and child. And you, re- you relate to the underdog. You get it. I get it, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What job were you the most excited to learn you got? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Phone drop. Tell us about <laughs> the first time you saw a dirty magazine. Uh, it was the Farrah Fawcett Playboy edition of, um... Oh, man, yeah, when she, she was painting. gold and... Yeah, oh. and she has gigantic nipples. I was so obsessed with her. She was such a beauty. God bless her soul, man. She had really surreal, large mm. pencil eraser nipples. She, she did. Yeah. Yes, and I really remember that. Yeah. That was awesome. Have you Loved ever been her. starstruck? Uh, yes, when I met Stallone in Escape Plan. Because I'm such a Rocky fan. Right. I kind of froze up. Didn't really know what to say. And he's just like, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. I was like, hey, uh, uh, nice to meet you, sir. Uh, you. And he just yeah, kind of you moved did on. that movie with him, Escape yeah. Plan. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. That was great. Was he cool? He was cool. Yeah. He was cool. He was, he was you know, quick. Yeah. Did his own thing. I didn't want to invade his space. But we had a nice little exchange, handshake. You had a moment. Um, I do look forward to working with him again. Or maybe perhaps it can be a bigger role where I get to act yeah. with him. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, who's the most famous person you've ever been in an elevator with? Jerry Rice. Um, at the, uh, my buddy Scott Porter took me to, uh, it was like a John Madden video game release thing. And he played flag football and we went and hung out in San Diego. And then we got in this elevator and right when we get up and opens, Jerry Rice is there. And that was, I was like, whoa, Jerry. Cause I, I'm a big Niner fan. Right. And he's I played big. football because of watching him, him yeah. in Montana. So that was awesome. Yeah, did you say anything to him? You're just like, yeah. Cool. I took a picture with him, and I didn't freeze up like I did on Stallone. You're not shy though. You're 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 like you'll go. Yes, yeah, I, will. I like that about you. Absolutely. Do you collect anything? Mugs. My wife hates it because it takes up so much. I just I love mugs. Yeah. Because like you wake up in the morning, what if you you want a mug that says like you know, hello universe, I'm hot. Like yeah. Maybe you want to, or maybe you want one that says like F U sees the day. Like I just, right. or you want one. It's Darth Vader and Star Wars. It's like your vision like, board in a mug yeah, form. I have a Superman mug. I, I, I love mugs to drink my coffee out of. And it drives her crazy because every time we go out, I find a new one. She's and like, they don't match. And they're like, not the same I, size. They're not supposed to match. No, that's the thing. Yeah, right? You, gotta, you really have to great. own that. <laughs> Whose job offers would you like to get? Hugh Jackman. Because Hugh he does Jackman action is a, and he does musicals. Yep, action and musicals. And I can't wait to have opportunities like him because he's such a phenomenal actor. How many Wolverine movies has he done now? 17? I think, man, I lost count. I can't. Logan looks really good. Okay, what's your favorite waste of time? My favorite waste of time? Yeah. Popcorn, watching a movie at home, feet up, relaxing, watching some good television like This Is Us. Right. Or Six, or uh, Game of Thrones, and, and or movies. I just, I love it. I'm such a movie buff. What does your family think of your success? It's not really a waste of time. No, it's not. That's, I I expect Some people would say that, but it's not. Like sorry, video games, uh, family. They, do they think it's awesome what you're doing? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're they're very proud. I'm the first in my family to to make it thus far in this type of industry. So it's it's a it's great. It's an honor. Coolest thing you ever got for free? This watch on my wrist. That's a badass uh, watch. Yeah, it's Sunto. It's a seal watch that I 
was given from a set when I left. Given slash, it was on my wrist. It, ex- when I left. it accidentally, uh, yeah. And I a just... lot of my seal gear, um, some of the, the pants I was wearing, and the, and the cry precisions, and some of the Arcteryx shirts, and anyone who knows that knows that these are expensive. And I got to keep them, so it's pretty awesome. They're the more casual clothes that your character, not your no, they're the, the cry precision are actually what we what we wear in battle. And since I continue to learn and do shooting with my cousin on the range, who's a good beret, I can wear it over there and look cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I tell everybody right away. I'm just yeah. an actor. I'm not real. Um, good flirt. Are you a good flirt? You are totally a good flirt. Come on, buddy. I High five for that. I know. No Jaylen, answer you needed. once took off your shirt at the mismatch game for me to raise and money I, for the Gay and Lesbian Center. I bounced my pecs for the LGBT community. And, and it, was a it, mem- it's, it was a memory that people won't uh, stop talking about. <laughs> you, were, you were a contestant, and somebody in the audience, they get really raucous, and they're like... $50 if he'll take off his shirt or something yeah. like that. I think and I think he, he got finished, him up. I think before he finished his sentence, <laughs> I was like, anything for Dennis, shirt came But I off. think you got it up, though. Yeah. You are like, take it up to 50 or whatever. It's a couple I, hundred bucks. I wasn't yeah. that cheap. You're right. Yeah, you, like you have some, you have, you some have standards. the floor. A little bit. Yeah. Um, some say. If you could be the opposite sex for a day, what would you want to experience? Oh. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Losing your virginity, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, buddy, thumbs up. Yeah, all good. Fourteen. Shh. Fourteen. Don't ever repeat that. That's amazing. Especially to my daughter when she grows up. Right. <laughs> all right, Jalen. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for your success with with six. I look forward to seeing what they do with your character. Thank you. Is there any um, uh, social media or anything you want to plug? Because you 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 do your thing on social media. Yeah, I've become a social media whore. There's yeah. a waste of time that my wife would say, but I love the social media because um, I'll be on there quite a few hours now throughout yeah. the day uh, between Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, my Instagram, my, my IG, as all the hip kids say, right? you can find me on IG um, at Jalen1118, uh, the numbers. That's mm-hmm. because my birthday is November 18th. It makes sense. So J-A-Y-L-E-N-1118. Right um, and then on Twitter... Uh, Jalen underscore Moore and uh, on Facebook official Jalen Moore is my fan page I love that appreciate the like Um, what's your karaoke jam because I know I've sung uh, Backstreet with you more than once between NSYNC songs and uh, my wife and I kill it on Don't Stop Believing by Journey right hi baby girl say hello hi Hi, Lily say hi you're getting cuter every day oh she's got shy alright last question yes if you could if you could talk to the Jalen that just showed up in Hollywood with his big dreams uh, and, and tell him anything, what would you tell yourself? Save more money from all the money you're going to make as a personal trainer before you hit it big. And it really would be about saving money, spending responsible, and on the times and days that you were very depressed and felt like giving up, just know there is light at the end of the tunnel. Stay in the game. That's beautiful. Which I'm happy I did. Right. But I'd love to go back and just reassure my young self. Right. Jalen, I, I trained with you for a while back in the day. Yes. And I used to always swear the same thing. Do you remember what my <laughs> swear word was? What your swear word was? Yeah. Do you remember this? I would say part of it and then you would finish it. Uh, refresh my memory. It's been a while. I would say fuck. And you and would I said, say uh, a duck. Yes, thank you. Yes. If you hadn't remembered that, yes. I would question our whole relationship. No, I, listen, it's been years. I know. Yes, it was, it was, he would just say, fuck, and I'm like, a duck. Because I, I like to say, fuck a duck for some reason. <laughs> it always That's worked. It. I was like, hundred more burpees. Yeah. Fuck a duck. Oh, burpees. Well, to all of you out there listening, go fuck a duck. Yes, I don't know what that means. I but, don't either. But you know what it means, so go have fun. All right. This has been a pleasure, Jalen. I'm so proud of you. I'm thank so you. happy to see you on my television screen. All the time. And um, we'll We'll keep watching. I'll be back. Season two. Bye. Good talk. Thanks again to Jalen Moore. Check him out on six. It's coming up on the end of its first season on the History Channel. All right. So this happened. Um, I got to interview Adam Lambert for a magazine. Um, Flaunt Magazine asked me to interview Adam. And I got to do it on Friday. And he was delightful. And when the article's out, I will let you know. It won't be for a little while. He's going to be touring with Queen, singing the vocals with Queen, and they're playing all over, uh, like 26 cities in the in the United States, including the Hollywood Bowl. Um, Adam was really cool, really nice. Um, one of the funniest things was, though, when we sat down, we were at a, a, a 
cafe downtown in the arts district, this kind of new hip place. And there were some other people on the patio. And when we sat down, they were like, Adam Levine and not Adam Lambert. And Adam Lambert admitted that he gets Adam Levine um, on a semi-regular basis. And it, it's, uh, but he rolls with it. And that's what's cool. Um, we also had the Oscars, which I watched and enjoyed. I like Jimmy Kimmel. I think, like, not every bit killed or whatever, but he doesn't constantly seem to be thinking, is this going to hurt my career? Am I doing okay? What are people going to say? Is my acting career over? Like, a lot of the other hosts bring this need to not fuck up. And he's kind of like, if I fuck up, I fuck up. You know, I don't know. There was something really relaxed about him that made you feel safe and like, okay, you know, I don't have to worry about Neil Patrick Harris's movie career or Seth MacFarlane's next project. It's just like Kimmel doing his thing. Um, and the big snafu at the end was crazy, right? But I got to watch both of my favorite movies win Best Picture. So I was always torn between the two. And so I got to kind of watch them both uh, do their thing. So anyway, the Oscars, we survived it. It's time to go on living and um, watch other movies and things that come out. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye! (laughs) 